Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. This is episode 55 of the podcast, and it's entitled, You Are Doing the Best That You Can. No, really. Many years ago, a Scottish mystic named Sid Banks said the following words, You are doing the best you can, given your thinking at the time. I don't know about you guys, but there are times in my life that I look back and I ask myself, am I? Am I really doing the best that I can? I think especially as single people, we put so much pressure on ourselves to live the perfect life. And, and part of that, I really do believe there's, there's almost this element of like, oh, well, maybe this is like, you know, Super Mario where I have to get past, you know, worlds seven you know, one through seven before I'm able to get the princess. And, and, and that's actually a really funny thought now because every single time you beat Mario or every time you, you beat one of the worlds is like, sorry, Mario, our princess is in another castle. Sorry, Mario, our princess is in another castle. Sorry, Mario, our princess is in another castle. Well, and if we didn't understand like the nature of video games, that would be really frustrating. But you know, you only win when you when you finish. And there's something kind of interesting about that because I think there is some element of every, every time that we finish something that we think we need to finish, it's like, oh, well, now my princess is going to show up. Now my princess is going to show up. Now my princess is going to show up. And it's like, nope, 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 nope. Well, when we have that mentality of, you know, that our princess is going to show up when we, every, anytime we do something, I think also the times that we don't do the, the things that we really want to do, then we become super hard on ourselves. You know, and where this podcast is really coming from, I, I've been in Minnesota now for the past um, four months, and I'm just about to leave and go back to Arizona. And there's an element of, oh my goodness, I wish I would have accomplished so much more while I was here. And then this morning, as I was reading in the Book of Mormon, and I had this beautiful experience. I just happened to turn on a random chapter, like, because I had stuff to do this morning to get ready to go. And it happened to be a chapter called Mormon 9. And, you know, if you don't know where that's at, you can even just Google it. But Mormon 9, verse 31. And it was really interesting because, you know, here, this is actually a prophet speaking named Moroni that was pretty awesome. Like, a really, really amazing man. And here he is saying, like, Condemn, condemn me not because of mine imperfection, neither my father because of his imperfection, neither them who have written before him, but rather give thanks unto God that he hath made manifest unto you our imperfections, that ye may learn to be more wise than we have been. And, and as I read that today, it totally floored me. Um, the part where he says, that ye may learn to be more wise than we have been. We, meaning not just his people, but him too. He didn't say my people. He said me too. Guys, if, if, I can, if Moroni, this guy that did so many amazing things in the world, and was such an amazing man, is saying, hey, I want you to be wiser than I've been, maybe we got to stop being so hard on ourselves. Now, like we, we do, we get to a new place or a new venture in life and we think everything's just going to work out perfectly. 
there, there's an element of grace and this may sound kind of strange, but I'd, I'd seen the number 555 lately, and, and so I just randomly looked up what it meant. And this is actually episode 55, so, which is why I looked it up. And it basically said something along the lines of, well, I, I can actually just read it to you. It says, you know, number 555 is a symbol of mercy and grace, saying 555 is a sign from your guardian angel that the grace of God is upon your life. And I thought that was cool. Whether that's, whether that's true or not, I don't know. I really do like the number 111. But what if God is giving us so much grace? What if he's up there understanding? Like We're oftentimes the person beating ourselves up and saying, why, haven't, why hasn't this part of my life worked out yet? Why couldn't I just do better? And, you know, continuing to beat ourselves up with a stick and he's trying to take the stick away from us and say, hey, relax, chill. It's like, for example, you guys can probably notice my voice sounds a little bit different. Well, up here, it's super, super cold in Minnesota. And so when you have your heat on, it completely dries out the house. And so you have this really, really like dry cough and like dry throat and, and everything and I'm even pausing regularly to like take swigs of water even. So, well, I was over talking to a friend that I've made here and I told him about this. I was like, oh, yeah, dude, that's, that's, just how, that's just how it works up here. <laughs> you know, that's just how it is. It's just normal. You wake up coughing sometimes. You have, the, you have the dry cough. You have the dry throat. And it's like, oh, wow. Well, at first I thought there was something wrong. I mean, when you start waking up in the middle of the night and you start coughing profusely, you're like, oh my goodness, there must be something the matter. Well, the only thing that was the matter is I didn't understand how it worked up here. <laughs> that, was, that was the only thing that, that made the difference. Well, maybe that's how it is for us, guys. We think we know the rules of life. We think it's like, oh my goodness, if I get this done and this done and this done, then I'll get my princess and then I'll get the car and then I'll get everything else that I ever want. It's not always that way. It's like life, life isn't a series of ones and zeros. It's not like a computer where you type something in and you get something immediately. I don't know, I don't know what it's more like. It's more like you put in effort. And randomly somewhere else in your life, effort shows up or a reward shows up or something like that. I don't know. But there's something about like understanding you are doing so much better than you think you are. Even if you're making the tiniest of changes like we talked about last week about incremental change. Even if you're making the tiniest of changes. You are changing. And the adversary doesn't want any of us to focus on that. Oftentimes, that's the last thing that I focus on. I focus on, gosh darn it, Joseph, why, why couldn't have you been better the entire four months you were here? Why couldn't have you, you know, developed better habits? Why couldn't have you done this? Why couldn't have you done this other? And it's like, oh, there's lots of reasons. But none of them matter. I actually did, did create some really cool habits while I was here, but we don't remember those. We just remember all the areas we failed. And I keep coming back to that Casting Crown song, The Voice of Truth, because I think it's so profound. You know, but The Voice of Truth says, do not be afraid. 
and the waves keep yelling at me, telling cra- crashing and saying, you know, we're not enough and, you know, saying that we'll never be enough and I'm just going to read it. But, but the waves are calling out my name and they laugh at me, reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed. The waves keep on telling me time and time again, boy, you'll never win. You'll never win. I think Satan, Satan and the adversary is a special type of awful. Like just always reminding us of, of every wrong, every bad thing that we've ever done. And reminding us of how we could have done just 1% better, but not in a good way. Be like, you, you should have done better. You should have done better. And the entire time, Heavenly Father is saying, well done. You've done things that you haven't done before. What if you allowed yourself to have more grace and more mercy in your life? Understanding that you don't have to be perfect for everything in your life to work out. What if you could stop beating yourself up for all the little things that you do. You know, I want to come back to what I was saying about the Mario game. And what I'm thinking now is life is actually more like you're going along, you're playing the game, you're having a wonderful, wonderful time. And then all of a sudden some random door pops out of some place in the game that doesn't even exist. And out pops an amazing person that you end up connecting with and meeting and marrying that's really the way it looks to me when we're just engaged in our life the best that we can that's how it looks to me so if that's how it's going to work instead of desperately opening up every single possible door what if we just let god do the hard work I mean, the people that I've connected with in my life that are in like that upper echelon of potential people to be with, that's how it worked. I was just out living my life and they popped up. You know, my coach and accountability partner a month or so ago just You know, she kind of asked me the question, like, Joseph, how can you more fully receive the blessings that Heavenly Father has for you? I mean, so often I'm an efforter. I'm a person that thinks I have to do almost everything. And if I don't do everything perfectly, then I don't get the prize. And that's not a very fun way to live. I've just, I've always been so hard on myself in my life. When I don't do everything perfectly and, and, and that's not even, and all like, that's not even what God's telling me to do. He's actually more so probably telling me to do the opposite of just, hey, Joseph, relax, chill. 
What would it be like if each of you could be so much easier on yourselves? You really are doing the best that you know how. How can you see that for you? How can you see that for yourself, that you really have been doing the best you know how, given your thinking at the time? If it looked different, you would do different. The other thing about it, when you're getting so overwhelmed and overthinking about the next right thing to do, you're not in that space of that beautiful feeling in the spirit. You're overthinking. Why is it that we're so hard on ourselves? Well, I think one of the reasons is because we really do want to do so much better. Like we were so excited to come to this world, so excited to come to this earth. And we wanted to make the most out of our experience. You know, but sometimes it's a lot more like the person that goes to, you know, Disney World or some foreign country and they have everything planned down to the three minutes so they don't miss a single moment. And yet they're going so fast through every one of those moments that they're probably missing all of them. Now we do have to make choices in this life. You know, that's, that's just part of it. And if you're really struggling with the choices that you're making, I would just invite you well, there's, there's a really cool room that I'm actually part of. It's called heartfeltpresence.org. And I host a section in there on uh, Thursdays, Arizona time, 3 p.m. from 3 to 4. And in there, we have a lot more conversations about this, about this beautiful feeling. About things that this mystic Sid Banks taught that have actually deepened my personal faith in Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ and the Spirit so much more. Because I've realized how powerful the Spirit is. There's a peace. There's a story told of a lady, I think her name's Kathy Casey, and she goes into prisons and teaches this understanding. She teaches this understanding that you know, of you know, what they call the three principles. And oftentimes, after she teaches prisoners the three principles, they say, oh my goodness, if I knew this, I wouldn't have committed those horrible crimes. And she simply says, oh well. Because you can't go back and take what, you haven't, what you've done or what you haven't done. There is, the past should be like a really good book that we reference every now and then. 
But you know what we usually do is we usually pick up that book and we beat ourselves over the head with it. We beat ourselves over the head and we beat ourselves over the head and we say, gosh darn it, Joseph, you should have done better. You should have been better. What is wrong with you? Seriously, how could you have not gotten your life together by this time? Well, that's just the voice of the adversary. But man, you know, it, it's almost like one of those shows where they're imitating. Uh, they, they do an imitation of some popular uh, individual. It's like that. You know, the adversary tries to imitate it and make it sound like it's either the voice of God or the voice of ourselves. The book of the past is much better being on a shelf. What if you could take the weapon book of your past, or the book you're using as a weapon, and place it back on the shelf? What would your life be like if you had no past? What would you become? What would you desire? What experiences of your life would change? You know, it's so funny. I've, I've mentioned before how, you know, there's, there's some experiences in my, in my past that I, you know, I think I wish I would have done better. It's like, you know, learning to play the guitar when I was younger and, you know, and focusing more on sports. But guys, that would have brought all, all kinds of other challenges in my life. We have zero idea of what would have happened had you taken another road. You know, speaking of roads, like, every one of us, we forget how close we are to, you know, our life being so different. I mean, maybe you've had an experience where you've almost been in a car wreck or, you know, you missed a car wreck by inches. Um, Stephen King actually tells of a time that he almost was in a car wreck that would have ended his life. He actually was, and then he was in a car wreck that if he had, if he had hit the car just a few inches different, he would have hit the support post on the van that hit him and he would have been dead. Like our life is a series of inches. So what if we didn't, and I had my own experience in my life that, you know, was, was kind of similar, you know, where we, where we could have easily gotten in a wreck. And I've also had experiences where I've done some not so smart things <laughs> where I've been protected. I think as long as we're not outrightly trying to do anything overly stupid, we're just living our life that God really does try to protect us. But whatever things that you're thinking of in your past, they might, it might have been so different. What if you focused on the incremental changes that you've made recently? I mean, for myself, like, <clears throat> I haven't, like, one of, the, one of the habits that I've started, and I've missed a few days also, is, you know, just writing 90 minutes a day. And one of those things, I think I talked about it before, but 
having a believing mirror, people that believe in you, um, we are the last person to really think that we're doing anything cool. But I had this experience on Tuesday that I feel the need to share. So this isn't, yeah, so take it for what it's worth, but I felt like I needed to go to this writing group, this virtual writing group. And I'd never really shared some of the things that I've written. So I've written an entire first draft of my book that's like, it was almost 300 pages at one time. And I took it and I read it to this group. And I was so blown away by all the amazing things that they said. They were so kind and they were so positive. And they said it was actually really good. And I know this sounds funny, but guys, I, I've never, I don't know, I've, I've always struggled in my life with just, you know, what, whether what I'm doing is of quality, whether it's the right thing, whether it's of any quality, whether, whether it matters, whether it's worth anything. And it meant the world to me that all these people shared what they shared. Get around people that are going to do that for you, that are going to be that believing mirror, that are going to say, you know what? Wow, that was awesome. Because it'll give you that courage. It'll give you that everything to go on. We do. We get so trapped in our habits of the past. And worse, we, we weigh down the past. It's like this weight we carry around with us in our backpack. It gets really heavy. Steve Chandler has a lot of really great writing that's you know, really helped me in this area. But guys, there are plenty of times that I do. I, I think about my past. I, I let it weigh me down a little bit or a lot of it sometimes. You know, and the desire to really connect with people because I just, there's certain people I connect with and there's certain people that I don't. And that's okay. And there's certain people that you're going to connect with, and there's cer- certain people that you won't. And when we're in our head, we're not in the present moment. We're just overthinking. I bet some of the work that you're doing is so amazing, and you don't even know it. And even if, it, even if other people don't think it's amazing and you want to do it, do it. I need to add, you know, the writing that I've done, it just comes from the Spirit. My job is to sit down and be an instrument and write. That's it. And yeah, we've, I've got to iron stuff out, and sometimes ideas come fully, and other times, like, entire paragraphs just shoot out of me. But I, I would be remiss to say if, This is absolutely the spirit that works through me. You hear some authors say they love reading what they write, or they love reading what they're going to write or something like that. Well, it's because almost every good author knows that it doesn't come from them. It comes from the spirit. Some people call it a creative force. Other people call it whatever. But in my understanding, it really does come from the spirit. 
And it's so exciting to do that. But like I said, you know, a lot of times we don't think that our work is that great. Because whether it's the way we've been programmed or I'm not sure. But regardless of that, we have to understand that everything is made of thought. Even our past is just a thought. It, it can sometimes appear to be a very heavy thought, but it's, not, it's just a thought. And when we begin to understand that, when we truly begin to understand that that's just a thought, our future is just a thought, the only thing that exists is this moment. What if you started showing yourself more grace? What if you started showing yourself more kindness? I mean, even in the Bible, it says, love thy neighbor as thyself, which means you got to love yourself first. And you got to take care of yourself. You got to talk kindly to yourself the best that you can. Your entire life up to this point, you've been doing the best that you knew. And you got to live with it. I'm not saying that that's easy. I'm not saying that that's, I mean, it actually is easy. We just make it hard. There is a grace, there is a peace and understanding and knowing that you really have been doing the best that you know up till now. I want to ask you, what's, what's one great thing that you did yesterday? What's one thing that you could be proud of? Maybe for you, it was simply getting out of bed. Maybe it was, you know, writing a cool song. Maybe it was writing a cool poem. Maybe it was, I don't know what it is for you. What I can tell you, though, is the more you stop worrying about everything that's already gone wrong in your life, the more that 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 vessel, that instrument, will be open and ready to receive. And like I said, if you need a pick-me-up, go to heartfeltpresence.org. Not just, not just the time I'm on. There's, I, I actually happened to pop in there yesterday by accident, actually. And I just went and I talked with these people and, you know, had a wonderful time. I just had a wonderful time talking with a bunch of basically colleagues and stuff, other coaches. But something else happened. I was, I was talking, not in that, but a different time yesterday, there was a lady and she was talking about how bad she'd screwed up. And I watched that and I was like, that's really interesting. Because here she is, like, I mean, the first time I saw her, I thought she was totally put together, had everything going. She's like, no, I screwed up. I screwed up. I screwed up. And I'm thinking, okay, well, how often do I do that? How often do I say, no, no, you don't understand. I screwed up. You know, or even when Heavenly Father tries to give us blessings, he's like, no, Heavenly Father, you don't understand. I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm not perfect. I can't have that. God never asks us to be perfect. He doesn't care if we're perfect. I think oftentimes perfection is this thing that we use. It's really sometimes a tool of the adversary saying, well, you're not perfect. You can't have that.
And I'm almost picturing like this little kid, you know, drawing this picture and being super excited and super proud of it and taking it to his parents. And they're like, yeah, that's trash. (laughs) There's no way that's going on our fridge. (laughs) Everything that you do, you are doing so much better than you think you are. And you just have to understand that. You just have to believe that. You know, and sometimes you struggle through something and it gets better. And like, I mean, I don't know. I, I know this podcast is a bit all over the place. Like I said, I'm, but once again, I'm doing the best I can where I'm at. You are too. We put so much pressure on it thinking, oh my goodness, what's somebody else going to say? Well, they're going to say whatever they're going to say. And most often, something that you don't even think is that good is much better than you think it is. I want to invite you to start focusing on the good that you do in your life. I remember hearing this story of this woman that started collecting a rock for every mean thing that somebody ever said to her. And after a while, she had a really, really, really big rock collection. People would come from all over to see this rock collection. And then they'd realize it was just a bunch of tiny rocks. Well, after a while, something happened. And like, I can't remember that part of the story, but something happened and she got rid of all the rocks. And she started planting a flower for every good thing. whether it was that she said to somebody or they said to her, I don't recall. But after a while, she had a beautiful, beautiful garden. Are you collecting rocks? Are you planting flowers? What if every day you could just say one kind thing to somebody else? Whether they flip you off, whether they tell you off or whatsoever, because they're also doing the best they can given their thinking at the time. And with some of the chaos going on in the world, you know, like, there's a lot less peace. So what if you could be that presence? What if you could be that peace for somebody else? What if you could be that kindness, that friend, that help, even just for a moment? I remember of a, a, a thumper in Bambi. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. There's no judgment if you guys don't, because I, I, I have said plenty of things to plenty of people. And it's okay, too. And other people have said stuff to me, and it's okay. And, and when you guys are working towards your goals... I mean, even this one, let's call, you know, getting in a relationship or marriage. Understand that even there, you're doing the best you know how. It's like sometimes we, I, I, I joke that everybody has been somebody else's worst state. I know I have. And it's okay. You're doing the best you know how, given your thinking at the time. What is the one area that you need to forgive yourself? Maybe there's a specific event or something that you 
hold over yourself and say, you know what, because this happened in my life, I will never be whole or never be perfect or never be insert whatever here again. What is one nice thing that you can tell yourself about yourself today? I would really invite you this week. I want you to write down one thing every day that you're proud of. What are you most proud of? What are you most excited? What are you grateful for? But incrementally, just start off with, what are you proud of about yourself today? Or as, as it says in a, a planner that I use called the Kingdom Organizer, which was created by one of my mentors, Richard Paul Evans. On the bottom every day, it says personal victory. What was your personal victory today? What are you proud of? Because the adversary would have you focus on all the things that you mess up on. And Heavenly Father is right there saying, hey, what did you do that was awesome today? And whenever that voice of the adversary gets to be too much, you can just send him away. Like, like we, we see with, with the Savior in the Bible, get thee hence, Satan. Because he will always remind you of how awful and horrible you are. You know, it's interesting. I, I remember hearing that models are some of the most insecure people. You know, there are these beautiful women, but also everybody has flaws. And all Satan does is, we, we are all these beautiful models, and all he does is he points out every flaw that we have. If you focus on your flaws, that's what you'll see. And if you fo- focus on all the good and amazing things that you do, that's what you'll so- see too. And what if you, every time that you messed up, you could just say, oh, well, next. So guys, once again, what's, write down one thing that you're proud of each day this week. Remember all the good that you do. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, 
Then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.